That's all I do. Is, that's all I stare at is myself for the whole Zoom call. I'm just like looking at myself going, is that really what I look like? Fuck. I'm fucked. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the Sandy Muscula Film Podcast. Please join us on our most excellent venture through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim. With me in the booth today, as per usual, is our Brad and Jules. How are the three of you today? Hello. Bon Jovi. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, listener requests again. We're doing a lot of them. It's awesome. Uh, today, Papa mm. Oldfield. Doug, we'll call him. We'll <laughs> refer to him as Doug today. That's uh, pretty good. I love it. Considering <laughs> that's his name, isn't it? <laughs> that's how. That's Dog. usually how it works. Yep. Correct. Yep. Cool. Cool. As, as far well as I'm aware. Nice. Yep. And look, Al and I, are 99.9% sure that he does not listen to the show, but he requests anyway. <laughs> Until now. And therefore, <laughs> and so we we admire his non-committal commitment to this show um, but it did it did tie in very nicely this selection with the last film amazing so there was a great segue well, there was a great uh, segue I've, yeah. I've got a little bit of trivia for you but before oh, here we I go. say that um, oh. uh, he is taking us back to the golden age of 1942 to watch what Al and I knew was coming eventually Casablanca romance war more romance bit of, bit of drama drama all that all that stuff yeah uh, the bit of trivia I've got is actually from one Rick Gerbs, who, if you remember, was the request the last episode for adaptation. And he said to me, he goes, did you realise that the last three movies, so Awakenings, Adaptation, and now Casablanca, all have three, sorry, all have ten letters in it. Ooh. And I'm like, is that so? Whoa. And he's like, it is. And so right. I, think it's a, I think it's a bit of an omen because <laughs> okay. if we do the math... You know, there's three Bill and Ted films. <laughs> three times. Go away. Hear me out. Hear no, me no, out. I'm there's listening. Three I'm Bill listening. If you times three by three, you get nine, right? Which doesn't quite equal ten. But there's one song that's going to bring the universe together. So you add that onto the nine. What do you get? You get ten. ten. I told you, this oh is. That's irrefutable. Everything's linked. Everything is linked, guys. So I really appreciate Rick for bringing that up with us. Oh, my God. Uh, that is some. Deep thought process. He's right almost there. That's... look. He's challenging Adam for top listener at the moment. Oh. I'm saying. I'm just putting that out just there. So out. Oh, we'll keep the fight to the death going. But let's, you know. Yeah. Um, hey, so we'll kill us both. Before we get started at the San Dimas School of Film, it's important that we acknowledge and are grateful to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the unceded lands that we are recording on. I think it's time to hit the booth. Back to 1942. Jules. Gentlemen. We're history. Oh, the delay's real today. like it. <laughs> uh, 1942 we've never been it. here and it's different it's 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 new for us we have no idea what's going to happen I'm excited because this is why we have this segment this is why it's there and it's why our resident historian is going to really <laughs> fill in the gaps of history for us because it's time for history with Brad history with Brad history with Brad history with Brad <laughs> 
Mate, nailing it. <laughs> Thanks, Timmy. Um, all right, 9.42. Yeah, you're right. We haven't been here before. Um, uh, Aaron, 42. Aspect ratio of joules. What do you reckon? Four by th- Early days. Four by three. Four three. Uh, there is a... There is a there is a weird. It's like one to point one two or something. It's. No, I think that it's that one. One point three seven to one is this one. Yeah. Whatever that means. I reckon it's four by three. I reckon it's the same. Panavision. Sure. Panavision. Panavision. Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe. Um, okay. Rated A. We've had this before. Don't know what that means. Really. Um, awesome. It. Uh, I reckon it's like adult. Something? I reckon that's like an yeah, early version. Yeah, of- no, you know what? That makes more sense than anything I came up with. It's so, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go with that. Um, this movie yeah. won three Oscars. So, it won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Writing Screenplay. Yeah, it did. Um, Is this our, it first, was also- <laughs> our first Best Picture winner? Is it? Ooh. I feel like it would uh, be. It may very well. I don't know. We'll never call it. Oh, uh, I mean, did the Hurt Locker, Rad, did the Hurt Locker Rad win? Didn't, Rad didn't wear, uh, win Best Picture? Nah, no, you're sorry, right. We did the herd locker. I'm, I'm pretty sure the herd locker one. Yeah, I don't know. I think revolver might have come. Close. Oh, don't you dare! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 1942. So basically, any form of history that you, you try and find on 1942 is we are well into the depth of the war in Europe in World War Two, and the war in the Pacific has just erupted. So um, things that happened in World War Two. There was the Bataan Death March, where the Japanese soldiers made the Philippine and American soldiers basically walk to their death. The Battle of Midway. Jesus. Bambi premiered in. US cinemas. Um, Rommel, uh, the Desert Fox, was defeated in North Africa. The Nazi commander, who was later sort of commended for actually being, as much as he was a Nazi commander, he was very anti a lot of the uh, Nazi movement. So he was anti Holocaust, anti prison camps, anti a lot of things. So, so he was like he a was, good Nazi? He was, he was kind of a good bad guy. He was probably. <laughs> it, he was probably so he's like Thanos. <laughs> Yeah, he was the Thanos of the Second World yeah. War. <laughs> oh my god! He was, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, I'm, yeah, was... no, it's kind of yeah, but good good analogy though. He was probably the most respected of the of the German generals in the, after the war. Um, the UN was created from what uh, from the disbanded League of Nations, and the the most interesting thing I found about 1942 that wasn't war related because uh, there's way too much we could just do a whole episode just on that, maybe a whole series, um, was the people that were born in 1942. Mm. So it's it's quite a list um jimmy hendrix harrison ford stephen hawking brian jones kelvin klein Barbara streisand paul mccartney martin scorsese bob hoskins joe biden and billy Connolly. wow <laughs> just and that was like literally they were just the, just some out of them very very many famous people that were born in 42 yeah, wow there you go what a list yeah yeah what so a year to be born yeah i know there's a lot of a lot of entertainers in there um a lot of scientists and obviously well just to put it all in perspective joe biden the now president of the united states we all know how old he is yeah that's how old everyone else is poor but, um how much better Billy, is harrison ford looking than joe biden <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know have you seen joe biden's smile he's got a million dollar smile though. it's all the weed oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> although look i don't Good know joe you. biden's you know history so mm. uh, sure so that's it, 942. Yeah, Beautiful. Wow. Good segment. Good segment. My, segment. my second favourite segment of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, just out of interest, considering this is a ridiculously popular film, um, 8.5 out of 10 on the IMDb scale. So, sure, up sure. there. Yeah, yeah up I feel there. like this would have been a very easy podcasting a wider net segment. 
Oh yeah. Just, oh yeah. Just oh, listen yeah. to every other movie podcast. Wow, talk about a talk about trip down memory lane there, Al. With uh, oh, I was just about to say the back. same thing. I'm I'm just I'm still waiting through the fan mail demanding it back. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It's it's yeah. not the same when you write the mail to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Al, I often oh, miss Al. them because it pops up Maybe as that- new, but then because I've opened because I got the mail open, it automatically sees it as red, so I don't see. Uh, it so that's why I'm not seeing uh, them. I get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe that maybe the mail's getting lost in all the Twitter cash that we're getting. You know, like it's it's maybe who knows. Yeah. Hey, I just want to open up by saying uh, with this movie, man, I swear I got drunk just from watching this movie. There is so much oh. booze drinking in this film. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm starting to feel woozy here. You know. Like, <laughs> That's so insane. true. It's like you can. <laughs> that's a. Oh, you can you can totally smell the booze and the smoke. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's totally. chain smoking. It's. I think before we really get into it, we need to address the elephant in the room, Al, which oh. was that Casablanca was mentioned two minutes in to this movie. <laughs> All right. I was gonna All ask. Right. Here we go. Are you ready? He's got a number. I've got, got a number. number for us, so. I've yeah, got a number. Uh, is this like counting John Wick kills? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, here we go. Oh here we God. go. I counted 10 in the first 10 minutes. Ooh. Whoa. 10 in the next 10 minutes. Right? So we're at we're at 20 <laughs> minutes into the film. Minute for minute. Of an hour 45 oh film. Are yeah. these the only notes you took? There are 11 <laughs> in the next 30 minutes. Uh, so it slows down a there bit. are 11 in the next 30 minutes and then another three to round us out so that's 45 mentions of Casablanca in that you counted that I counted in the hour and a half very good that's uh, that's a lot of mentions but I suppose considering it's the town they're in like it's unavoidable for sure it's it's kind of yeah yeah it, like if you were watching say you know, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and they and they were going minute for minute on Excellent Adventure. You know, you know, <laughs> oh God, yeah. what is happening? It would be <laughs> a better film? It, question mark. It felt Ooh. it did like mm, those that, like twenty mentions in twenty minutes is pretty hectic. Like they they do say it a lot. That's they're like that's really want you to know they're in. But it's you know it's but that's the thing. It's like that Yeldi speak like, and then they're in Casablanca, Morocco. Yeah, What's yeah. Casablanca, you say? Casablanca's this, because of Casablanca. <laughs> Casablanca the world is a, a better place. Casablanca. <laughs> but I mean, it was in conversations. It was like, and sometimes I saw, like, some dudes said Casablanca twice, almost in the same sentence. Like, <laughs> that's oh why I got, a like... Casablanca sandwich. Yeah, yeah, that's why I got, like, 11 in, 20, in 10 minutes, because I couldn't... I couldn't start. I couldn't check the time before the next Casablanca came along. It's fair to say I was having apparently one of the bloopers. On the boosting, apparently one of the bloopers for the uh, the show was that um, all the bottles have US uh, tax labels on them. So all the bottles really? of booze. So yeah, it's one of the things that uh, they didn't notice until afterwards. So a lot of people picked that up that it's got, they've all got US tax labels on them. So they sort of knew that it was all filmed in the US. But I thought yeah. they did a good, pretty good yeah. job. The sets were pretty cool. They not that I've ever been to Casablanca, but you know they looked pretty authentic Moroccan-y sort of thing from what I know of Morocco. I've uh, which is you know, I've not spent I've spent about three hours in Casablanca Airport. Cool. Wow. Yeah, I spent most so you, of that reading the. Uh, 
Men in Black 2 novelization. <laughs> a story oh, yeah. of which I'm sure I've told on this podcast. Wow. Or, I do remember the, at least another. the Men in Black 2. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, uh, does, has the airport amazing. changed much since this movie? <laughs> yeah. Look, it had. Uh, but, but you don't really see much of the airport because it was raining in the film. Okay. Uh, uh, but, shame. Uh, and nighttime. And nighttime. And I was there oh, during yeah, the day. Of course. Uh, and mm-hmm. it wasn't raining. So, okay. were there any dead Nazis around? Not like, many. Did, no. Did you notice any? No, no that's good. Oh, that's okay, good. Right. <laughs> that's always a good thing. Like, wow. Uh, you say not many, I but there really was know. some, but not many. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were Nazis. I don't know. So, I, I really wanted to. Um, Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, I really just want to point out, like, <clears throat> watching this, man. Like, I first off, I love the the little opening intro. I love the dry ice fog effect on on the spinning globe. Yes, I love that. Really cool. But the the point that I really wanted to make was like, man, I can see where Steven Spielberg got so much inspiration for the Indiana Jones films after obviously oh, yeah. watching Casablanca mm. and like, oh, yeah. man, I was just like the sound of the planes, the the clothing, even just like the sets and how they look. Well, and the, like, I was just like, this is amazing. And the this refugee like trail like, that they painted down into Morocco. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, Med man, sea, Spielberg. Yeah. Geez, he must have taken a lot of. He must have. Look, I haven't seen. Uh, who, what's the director's name? I'm already at it again. Michael. Names. Michael Kurtz. 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 Thank, Kurtz, thank you. Kurtz. Like he, I I've ne- not seen any of his other films that I'm aware. of. I mean, he's of. done 178 um, films, but, so you know. Get out of so town. yeah, Jules. Is, come on, man. Come on, mate. He uh, oh, he definitely <laughs> became part of the Hollywood pumping films out machine in the later part of his career yeah. like he was doing he was doing like 10 a year the the, Just the big one wow. I also know is uh, Robin, he did Robin Hood with uh, Errol Flynn Errol Flynn Aussie yeah. bad oh, dude right. yeah, yeah, yeah bad nasty nasty, nasty fella nasty man yeah not, not anyway, nice guy Casablanca. at all anyway really that's, that's another story yeah, Casablanca yeah. Yeah. Well, so, speaking um, of nasty I'm, men this is uh, so you guys this is pretty uh you got the three of you haven't seen this film before. Yeah, I was just about to say that I, wanna, I hadn't seen this. I want to hear and about for this. the for the huge impact and for the classic film that this is. I was actually very surprised that I hadn't seen it. Mm. Um, yeah, same. Um, I well, I'm going to say right up. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Nice. I thought it was. Yep. I thought it was really, really good. Um, it had it had its own little bits of special British sort of comedy thrown in there, which I thought was very interesting for a, mm. for a big Hollywood film yeah. um, mm. um, and a, a big budget Hollywood film. Um, I like it was from a time where international actors didn't have to put on American accents, where they all just spoke in their whatever yeah. accent they had with their English. I thought that's a great yeah. time to well, be. I think Plus it also fitted very nicely in yeah. with the film as well I, to have I, all the different accents I there. think they worked... Mm. Th- there's a scene... There's a particular scene when we start... When we first get into Rick's Cafe... There's a there's an establishing sequence that shows like a mm. bunch of different people from all over the world. Like there's people speaking Mandarin, I think. You know, there's like lots of different. You know, the people behind the bar are all different. It's to show how, I guess, like cosmopolitan and multicultural Casablanca is because it's this stopping point. Mm. But they're out. forced to be there, though. So everyone, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's being forced to be this multicultural thing, and people are just getting along regardless. Yeah, exactly. But they, yeah. they there's that opening sequence, that establishing sequence is very purposefully showing lots of different people. Excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, which I loved. It's, you know, it's 
it's great. It's it sets the scene of what this Very town nicely. is beautifully. Yeah, and it even it sets it really nicely to what Rick's bar is all about as well. Like this, this bar is just this. Uh, what's it? What's it called? It's the American American uh, Tavern or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And it's um, you know, it just shows it's like everybody's really only. There's a bunch of people coming to gamble, which is obviously illegal, uh, but no one really seems to care so much. But everyone's coming to this bar to do their like their seedy public, you know, dodgy under the table dealings and trying to figure out their own lives. And like that scene that you were referring to, really, uh, really shows that really well. I actually really enjoyed the way that we're actually introduced, not to Rick. I guess you kind of could say Rick because the way we're introduced to Rick and that bar is that it's the opening shot when the plane is coming into land mm-hmm. um, just after all the police chase and, and shoot that poor guy um, and the plane flies and we get a shot of the uh, of Rick's American bar, whatever it was called and I was just like, oh, that's a really cool way uh, obviously he, here's our guy that we're supposed to be paying attention to, Rick, he's obviously the owner of this establishment and he's our main protagonist this is the guy we're going to be following it was just a really nice, subtle little way of introducing uh, introducing him, I thought it was really good. There's um, and then obviously people asking about him before yeah. we finally get to see him. There's a lot of characters that have like decent roles in this as well that are sort of just side characters, but still important to the mm. like they're not they don't impact the final sort of scene or anything, but they're important to the sort of the storyline along the way. So mm. the, you know the British guy that gets his wallet stolen straight away, and you know a lot of the other oh, yeah. guys that get arrested, and Vultures. and even some of the police officers, yeah, and and some of the other guys is. There's a lot of just side characters that we actually get introduced to and explained of who these people are and the influence that they have in the storyline that actually end up just being like not major characters. I thought that was really well, like well done as Senor well. Senor Ferrari is like that. He's, yeah, yeah. He's kind of like this yes. big player in the town. He owns the other bar, but he also doesn't really play much of a part well, in the mm. movie. He does, but he like doesn't. Like Sydney Green Street's a pretty big deal. Like he was in a bunch yeah. of stuff. Like he's a huge name. Yeah. And it's not a huge part, really. And same with Peter Laurie, mm. I reckon. Like... Peter Laurie's got this fairly small part. Like, he gets killed his name? quite U- early. Ugart or yeah. something. Ugart is his name. He yeah. gets killed reasonably early in the film, which I forgot. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. They knock him off. Um, but he still gets... Yeah. He's still a pivotal part of the continuing story. Like, he still gets mentioned and... Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it's f- certainly a time where... Sorry. Go for it. No, I just had this vibe of, like, you know, we were talking about with Adaptation... Last well, well, fact that it was last week. Um, how they, you know, there are some big names in here, all just playing like bit part characters, and you know, like it's it's. Do you think it was because this was a time before they were famous, or mm. like you know, no, do you think, no, no, like, no, no. Was no Sydney some of these Green guys Street? Big, like this was an intro. No, they were all big okay. deals. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps it was just a marketing piece. They were through all of the biggest names into this film to really make it as big a film as as it became. Yeah, you also got to remember we're talking. It's you know it's, it's 1942. We're in the middle of wartime. Some of these guys were probably happy That's to just true. have a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At absolutely. that time, like it's yeah, probably a little while films, since they've worked. Yeah, I actually was going to say it's like you got to think we're in like the US has just entered the war officially entered the war like they've been helping out in Europe, but now you know the Pearl Harbor's just happened the year before. Um, so the US are officially into the war now so their whole political and social life is now just all about the war aid but mm. I don't know if it's like you know the the propaganda or, or not the propaganda but just the, the to keep everyone else at home safe and, and keep their lives going and, and understanding what we're fighting for Hollywood was still pumping out these films at yeah. the time 
you know what I mean? And mm. still keeping their industry rolling. And yeah, okay, this could, there's a lot of things. This is a war-orientated film and, and so forth, which was very, you know, obviously very topical at the time. But to have Hollywood still pumping out these films with these actors, these huge-name actors still involved in them, I thought was... Well, it's almost ballsy to some extent, really, isn't it? Yeah, so that's a really interesting point, Brad. Uh, One thing that uh, I was talking to Dad yesterday, and he's actually written this whole, like, Word document, which is adorable. Um, But (laughs) he talks about it being a, a, like, reasonably blatant propaganda film. And and I think the, the, the inclusion of the states into the war the year before is is quite is fascinating for this film like i think i think if this film this film could have easily not been made if it was like a bit behind in schedule or something had yep. happened with the writing and it not been greenlit when it did this film wouldn't have come out in 1943 basically because america would have been mm balls to the wall into the war and all their efforts were going that way right like I think yeah. at this point what when this film was getting made so it would have been you know like maybe maybe 41 like early mm-hmm. 41 when it was being shot maybe I'm, I'm totally guessing here but you know and, mm. and and then Pearl Harbor happened you know for them to get this film out uh, I think yeah it's it's a it's like as is really it could be seen as propagandary is like Top Gun you know it's like yeah maybe absolutely. Yeah. This is well it does definitely there's no mention of the war in the Pacific so it was definitely shot and filmed and everything before December 41 yeah um, mm. it was released in November 42 yeah um, so maybe it was but, you know but still like the, there was still you no. Know, even though by then you know the, the US and well you know even Australia's sort of point had changed from the war in Europe to the war in the Pacific um there was still a hope of guys coming back from Europe. Like, the US was still in Europe. They were still heavily yeah, part of... Yeah, for sure. You know, D-Day would just happened. Yeah. Um, you know, so they were still there. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally yeah. agree. Uh, but, yeah, like like I said, I, I, I really thought about, once Dad started talking about the propaganda nature of this film, I was like, yeah, this mm. is like a 40s version, like a World War One version of Top Gun. Like, it mm. is... World War Two. Yeah. World War Two. sorry. Um... Yeah, you know, it is very, very like. Well, I don't know. Now that I'm saying it, maybe not so much. Like it's, it's, it. The, the, oh, it's the Germans are definitely the bad the... guys. Yeah, no, no, they, don't, they don't come across as super evil in this film, though. Like they don't, you know, they don't really have that. You know, because obviously there's a whole lot of neutrality going on, especially in the bar, and this Casablanca is kind of neutral territory. Well, it's not really because it's it's. How does how did I don't know how Casablanca worked at the time? It's not neutral it territory. Owned. It's just not under German control. So the Germans have no power there. Yeah, like they can't yeah. do anything. It's it's still a French country. Except still the French, French government. Yeah. Except Paris is occupied at this point. It is know, occupied. Like, yeah, yeah right. that's what that's that's you know part of the story. They they had to leave Paris because it was doesn't under occupation. Renault when when uh, what's his name uh, Strauss. Uh, when Strauss arrives, Renault is like, you know, I, I th- I'm sure he says it. He says, an occupied France welcomes you to Casablanca. Mm. I'm sure he says it. Yeah, so it's kind of like... Well, yeah, because it, it, implies, a, it implies that, well, this is this is ours as well, even though it's technically not ours. Yeah. Yeah, because, mm. yeah. The, yeah. yeah Louis, Louis welcomes the, the SS guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah he's kind of because he, like he's also to him, yeah. basically. Yeah, but he's kind of like yeah. he's a very he's a very good politician. He knows when to play his cards and who to play the right cards too. Mm. He's a, basically just after mm. his own self protection, and mm. he also knows how to play the longer game. So it's like you know, if if I resist these guys, this is not going to go well for everyone, mm. not just me. Um, so he just sort of he does what he has to do, and he's he's very cunning in what he does. Even to like you know, you get down to the final scenes, you know, where he was quite happy to see Strauss gone. Um, not, yeah. not gonna react in the end. He was, and, and he just basically just changed his whole plan of like you know, round up the usual suspects, and then him and him and yeah. Rick just sort of walk off and go, where are we going now? Let's do something else together, you know. Mm. Um, well, I really struggled to, um, I really struggled to figure out kind of whether I liked him or not because kind of through the whole movie, you know, like yeah, he's very friendly with the Nazis, and but he's also friendly with Rick, and you're like, oh, I was really like, oh, I don't know about this guy. He's the Lando Calrissian. That is absolutely. That is right. the most. Accurate yeah. thing I've heard all day. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got a, he's got a whole city to look after, and he's going to slightly just put his friends out just for a bit. But his plan is that he's going to get the friends back, yeah. and then we should all win. Dude, that's amazing. In the yeah, long run, yeah. well, 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 that nailed it. Yeah, he is. He's the Lando of this. <laughs> he's of this the film. administrator of this facility. <laughs> yep. um, what's his name uh, Reno the, the, the cop guy also had some really funny lines through this film I should have written some of them down but some of them were very very British-esque humour which I was giggling about there was, there was quite a, some very um, very funny things that he said that were like just tongue in cheek sort of stuff oh, well, there's all, was I think the the, the the part that nailed it with me was when he uh, Rick's like you know, why are you shutting yeah, me yeah, down yeah yeah I was just like, about to say okay. when I, I heard there was illegal gambling, gambling Thank you. it's like you're winning sir <laughs> shoves it in his pocket <laughs> I laughed my ass off oh man so good what, what, well, I he definitely had more but. what did you think Timmy like first time watcher yeah um, I I had a false start with it I watched the first 20 minutes and then Stopped it because I was like, I'm not paying attention, and I need to pay attention because it's a, it's it's very much a dialogue it's very focused, wordy. yeah, film, and the dialogue's super important. Um, for... Were you struggling because you watched Sicario beforehand? <laughs> How did you guess? No, um, <laughs> no, I just, oh yeah, look, it was just like, wrong place, wrong time. Um, yeah, but then I, I came back to it, and you know, put everything away and said, cool, let's focus in. I did really enjoy it. I thought it was, um, I'm as much in love with Humphrey Bogart as pretty much every woman in history. Is now. he um, the coolest guy <laughs> we've ever seen? He is oh, ultra cool. Is yeah, I get just, him now. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, similar to you, Jules, about how you said, oh, you can see where Spielberg came up with a lot of his Indiana Jones. You can now yeah. see that cool... Yeah, hey, sweetheart, type, you know, voice um, that you hear <laughs> yeah. a lot. And you're like, well, obviously it's... And just some of his... Some of his... Like, I, Dem, my partner, had seen it before and I hadn't. And she was waiting to nudge the crap out of me um, <laughs> when... Um, what, what's his What's his line? He said, uh, here's, here's to... He's here's looking, looking at you, kid. kid. Yeah, here's looking at you, kid. And she's just like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, like the amount of times that this has been, that. you know, ripped off and and you know and uh, you know and it, you know, a lot of little you know hat tilts too and things like that, like you know even oh, totally. like flying high and and in you know in a lot of comedy films. So you know even Hot Shots has mm. I think there's like four or five references to this film in Hot Shots. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean yeah. it's just it's it, it's the language too. It's like the um it's the like watcher, how, the dialect watch, how he talks. Yeah, it's like the watcher do watcher think, huh? 
you know, that sort of stuff where you're just like, <laughs> oh, I wish we all talk like that, you know? Like, oh, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, on, your, on your point, Tim, of heavy influences, I, uh, I watched, I've, I've got this on DVD, and it's the two-disc special edition introduced by Lauren Bacall. Um, and on there is the short uh, Warner Brothers Carrot Blanca. Ah, uh, which excellent. is which is the Looney Tunes Bugs version. Bunny. Yeah, it's amazing. Awesome. Oh, it's oh, amazing. amazing. I watched it like directly after. It's on YouTube. I'll I'll post it up as well. But um, oh yes, please. You know, Bugs plays Rick, and uh, Tweety plays um, Peter Laurie in like a deep Peter Laurie <laughs> impersonation the whole time. Uh, Who plays Ingrid Bergman? Oh, that's awesome! It's, you know the you know Daffy? the is it Daffy? No, it's not. Daffy plays Sam. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, Ilsa is played by you know the I don't know if she's even got a name, which is really disappointing. You know the female cat that Pepe Le Pew was always chasing. He <laughs> <laughs> accidentally turns into a skunk. Yeah, not chasing. Molesting, molesting, and yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sexually assaulting. Uh, and yep. Pebby Le Pew plays Renault. Um, of course, Sylvester does. is um, <laughs> uh, Victor. It's uh, it's it's oh, a humdinger, yeah. and like some of the shots are like spot on, uh, and it's really good. I'll I'll post it up. Okay, cool. I'll have definitely oh, have yes, to watch please. it. I'd love to see that. Would, do you reckon? Um, speaking of Sam, when was the Lord of the Rings published? What fifties in there somewhere? Yeah. Jeez, you reckon he got a bit of Samwise from this Sam? Like there was very much a like he was he was the rock for Rick. Um, yeah, he was, Rick, he was the Rick's guy rock, who was, he? was always there. He helped him, <laughs> like he helped him get out yeah. of Paris. Um, He's like, come on, Mister Rick. Yeah, he was like the he was like the no, come on, we got to you know like he was. He yeah. was the one that helped save Rick to a degree. And I'm like, oh, there's a bit of Samwise there. I he's thought doing, maybe, yeah, he's he's taking maybe Tolkien doing all the work. Yeah, correct. doing all the actual yeah, work, yeah, yeah. but while Rick swans around drinking booze in his white dinner jacket. <laughs> yeah, he's just hammered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a really good, the um, there's a really good character arc of the flashback scene to when they're in Paris too. So we meet Rick, and he's this he's like this non-smiling, extremely serious, very stressed out man. And then we go back to when they're in Paris, and he's he's this really he's this happy, like you know, smiling guy, and and mm, yeah, and fun and, and just it's it's a really good sort of. To show where he's gone with his life and his journey from from when he meets um what is it Ilsa, Ilsa yeah, Ilsa, yeah. yeah. Ilsa saying Ilsa happy though he's still extremely serious though in the extremely in serious but yeah, he but does get a few smiles smiling in. and so forth. Yeah. he gets a True. few smiles and he seems like he's a little bit more carefree but obviously it's you know the, life has changed for him that the classic life. driving with the with the top off shots <laughs> yeah I love oh, the I most love I thought that. they were I love those the remember shots, those good like, times the rear projected chroma driving yeah oh they're tragic they look fantastic I just I love them I mean Rick they were definitely happy in Paris when he cracked a bottle of champagne that's true he was happy about that more booze Question, they wanted Al. to drink it all before the Nazis came. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm on board with I'm that. In. Let's, Let's do it. <laughs> um, he's only 37 I, too. I'm like, oh, I'm older than Rick. That's uh, it's disappointing. Yeah, I'm, de- I'm really? definitely older than Rick. I'm not that cool. I actually had to check. Like, so um, well, he's 37 in the film. He looks very rugged. Uh, okay. Yeah, 
So I, I had to check yeah. uh, with Ingrid Bergman on what age she was because I was looking at her and going, my God, you're so young. Yeah. But she was actually 27 when she did this. Oh, thing. okay. So mm, she's so just a very, very youthful looking, oh. you know, Swedish girl. Al so. was worried, that face. That's why I checked it because I'm looking yeah. at her and especially in some of the shots and it's like, what are you, like 18 or something? Yeah. And then I checked and uh, yeah. she, was, she was 27. She, Here's um, a question. She's gorgeous. Al, like. Al, <laughs> she is a beautiful yeah. girl, absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, with lighting, is it just me? Is it just because this is how it comes out with the black and white films? Or is there additional lighting for their faces? I feel like, particularly across the eyes, there's it, it feels like their faces have been lit in a certain way. Yeah, for sure. I don't, know if, I don't know if I'm just imagining that. Or no, there would have been very specific a, lighting. Because a lot of it's at night and... You know, like that would have been a lot harder to shoot on film and that sort of thing to get a good, mm. decent exposure. Um, mm. So yeah, they they would have been fairly heavily lit, I suspect. Um, mm. Did we um Ever, like for us at, at work, we have to be very careful with light. So we use um, Fresnels, which are a certain color temperature, and you've got to be really careful with. I'm not so much with films. We do a lot of live camera stuff. Um, but if you if you do lighting incorrect, what you'll end up doing is you'll make if you lose shadows and you don't have the lighting at the right angle, you'll make the person look two dimensional. Mm. So if they're just completely lit, you lose that three dimensional feel. Like, like uh, so, it gets it gets very tricky. But I mean, Al, you'd probably have you'd have a lot more experience in terms mm. of like the film lighting and maybe even with black and white. You'd and, be surprised. Like, I, I've never really. I, I reckon that. Um, <laughs> That would have contributed to Ilsa's appearance, I reckon, because there were some shots of her where you you like you don't even look real almost. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think you know I, what I, mean? like, I I don't doubt that that was all completely intentional. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, mm. she was she was set up to be this like. Oh yeah. You know this absolutely like yeah. devastatingly beautiful girl. Yeah. Did we all see <laughs> the uh, Princess Leia scene? Princess Leia. So no. there's a there's a close up scene of her. It was probably about halfway through the film when she's first. It's when there's so they're in Casablanca, they're not back in Paris. It's just after the Paris sort of thing, and she's talking to to Rick. And there's a, there's this actual screenshot of her, like basically just a, a headshot of her talking. And she's got the white sort of veil on, and it's very, yeah, you know, right. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're oh, my only nice. hope. And it's like that scene of Princess Leia. I went, oh my god, it's a Princess Leia yeah, thing. Awesome. Was that um, when it she looks exactly the same? Was that when she first came she's, back to speak to Rick, and Rick had the yeah, yeah. of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you've also got to imagine, can you imagine like sitting in a cinema in, you know, in that late 42 with, you know, on the big silver screen and there's this big screenshot of, of you know, all these people there. It must have been beautiful to see back in those days with the old well, film and, and everything like that. It reminds me of that scene in amazing. Shawshank when they're watching Rita Hayworth and they wait for yeah. her to come up and do the hair flip. The hair flip. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good hair flip. Yeah. Is it? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I wish only panelists could see that. You didn't have that to. You didn't have to add that in. in the wind. That was unnecessary. <laughs> well, it's an audio medium. I felt I needed to describe it a bit more. You know. I think our listeners know what I look like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, one one thing. <coughs> go, Jules. Oh, go no, on, no, go. Go. I was I was going to just um, dive into uh, a bit about Victor Laszlo, mm. um, and I was really on board with his story and kind of his fight because initially I didn't know where he was from, but then someone mentions that he's from Czechoslovakia, and I was. Um, I mentioned it to Timmy a while back, a movie to watch. I don't know if you ever got around to it. There's a movie called Anthropoid. I think it's how you say it. And it's basically about the, um, oh, like, what do you call it? Like the rebel fighters in Czechoslovakia trying to assassinate uh, this general. 
what's he called? General Reinhard Eidrich. I think Reinhard Eidrich is how you'd say it. But um, and it's all about. This is obviously before the it really kicked off with the Americans being involved. This is early into the war when Germany took over. They, they called the resistance. The resistance. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. And it's got uh, what's his name? Sicilian. Cillian Murphy. Murphy in it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, it's Anthropoid, and it's basically this really awesome film about the resistance fighting against the Nazis, and it just really gave. By watching that movie, my point is that by watching that movie, it gave Victor Laszlo's character so much more depth for me. I think I enjoyed mm -hmm. his character a lot more because I had this other knowledge of what the resistance fighters in uh, Czechoslovakia were going through. It was just it. I was, so I was well, really on board with his mm. story. Like I there's, thought it was awesome. It just gave it so much more for me. There's a lot of people that actually say that this film is a really good sort of um, head nod to all the resistance fighters from France and even through Northern Africa and, and in all the other countries. And especially the Laszlo character is this sort of like yeah. this champion of all those resistance forces that, that were really sort of the underground thing. And, and there's, this, there's this, the most powerful scene in this whole film for me was when it cuts back to they're in Rick's bar and the Germans are singing and he asks the band to play um, the, oh, the muscle yeah. essay. And that scene so was just that, of the people standing up against the oppressors yeah. was just, yeah. man, that scene was just unreal. It was so yeah. powerful. And just that the Nazis sort of just sat down because they were just massively overpowered by the people. And yeah. it was a completely non-violent, um, you know, protest and, and stance. And it was just so well done. I loved it. It was so powerful. So good. And yeah, it's interesting. It scene. reminded me of uh, the scene in Cabaret. I don't know if you guys have seen Cabaret, but... I have. Um, yeah, I studied at school. Yeah, me too, yeah. Um, where the German... They're, they're like out in the country and it's sort of on the... It's on the verge of... They're, where, they're, in, they're in Berlin, aren't they, Timmy? I think so, yeah. And it's sort of on the verge of the Nazi party rising and and a similar thing happens, but the whole crowd stands up singing the Nazi song. It's, it's like a really like scary realization that that this is coming so yeah to see mm. this in in uh casablanca to see it in french so, occupied casablanca uh was nice to you know effectively this is set even though it was shot before this is set after mm. that after that scene in, Cas in cabaret um so brad do you yeah, think right. um were you saying that laszlo's character is like a nod to the resistance fighters. The resistance, yeah. yeah. Right I read this little article about where a guy was, he said, a, a guy had watched it, he said a couple of times when he was younger and then he watched it again and, and now he's realised that, yeah, okay, it's a romance film. But he said it's actually, there's a hell of a lot about it that is about the, the fight of the resistance fighters through all the different countries, whether it be, you know, up in, you know, up in the Nordic countries all the way down into Northern Africa. You know, there was resistance yeah. everywhere. And, and it's the same thing that it was everywhere that when no matter what oppressors go in, there's always the resistance. And the thing is, mm. it could be the guy standing next to you. And when yeah. that scene of when they all stand up and the united people stand up um, and overpower them, it's you know that's sort of was that great sort of scene. I just loved it. It so was just good. that showed that yep. showed the power of what the people mm. can do if they put their mind to it. I did. Mm. I yeah. I did kind of like, I guess, cringe a bit because you know obviously the whole film is set in Casablanca, in French occupied Casablanca. So the French had come in yeah. and colonized <laughs> yeah. the North African city of Casablanca anyway. Like or Morocco, the country. Well, Morocco. A yeah, yeah. Sense of irony there. Yeah, you're like well. Yeah, but yeah, you guys have already done just it. Just because you were there first, like, <laughs> yeah, 
time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I like I like That's how a, they that... do that though. They have that that one character that represents a whole bunch of people because mm. it's obviously impractical to get a whole bunch of people. It's similar to um uh, what was her name? It was a Yulana Komuluk, I think, from Chernobyl. Jules. She was at Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah who yeah, yeah. was the from the the research, the Nuclear Research Institute, and she was put in to represent all the scientists that worked, you know, around yeah. the clock. It was really well done. Actually, the it was really good. Mm. Is this in the Chernobyl series? Yeah, the HBO yeah. series. Yeah. Okay, I've heard. Yeah, that's I'm always up for pretty, a, pretty awesome. An amalgamation of you know, like when you put so like it's fairly common you put several people from a real situation into a film like you've got to like amalgamate them into one character mm-hmm. uh, i always find that interesting but it was it was good how brad you said that's like you know you're talking about like the resistance fighters in the Nor- nordic areas and stuff because the guy that comes up to laszlo is uh what's his name his name's burger i, I don't know what he's oh that he's guy just, oh, like, so he's still he the was, he's the one that yeah yeah yeah, but he's got the you know, and he lifts up the thing, and it's got the little symbol for which I can only assume is the resistance fighter symbol that they. Yeah, well, using, it's not like, a bit. The, the ring was just the the hoax on you know the if someone saw yes. them, they were talking about a ring, but they were obviously talking about other things. Yeah. Mm. Um, but and he he mentions that he's from Norway, you know, yeah. so he's from way up above. You know, well, that above so, you know, so in forty two, Norway was oh that was something I actually left out, but one of the things so Norway had just in early forty two became occupied by Germany. In, in start of 42 right. Yeah, right. so even by the time this film go. was probably being made it was probably already advancing to be Nazi occupied so yeah. probably topical character at the time yeah and it was it was it was good like it just it gives gave, really gave you insight into those little spy games like the fact that he's got this ring and it lifts up and it's got the little symbol what they were doing in order to communicate with each other like it's so like I don't want to say it's cool, like it or, or like it's awesome, but it is really awesome what they managed to do. Obviously, under such, you know, during such a shitty time of oppression and and, and hatred, I, I guess uh, that they were still able to to do that. And and also, and that's why I a, love this in a time of where an- there was a, film. a heap of people were really <laughs> just looking out for their own good. So you know, good people yeah. would dob in good people just because it would give them an advantage to hopefully try and get out of yeah. the situation they were in. So people went to, into self-preservation very quickly in these times and, and probably did some things that later on they probably massively regretted. Well, and but Rick is a lot of that. You know, Rick, you know, yeah, well, exactly like, right. You know, he has a lot of people come up to him. He's like, help me, you know, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm neutral in all this. I'm staying out of it. Um, you know, like Peter Laurie comes exactly. up. Exactly. Why would I stick my neck out for you? Yeah, it's like, well, that's, that's pretty cold. <clears throat> you know, but, but we, we see him do it a few times, though. Yeah. So he helps he that Bulgarian eat, so. couple and, you know, and, and oh, even yeah. then when uh, Pierre comes up to him and says, there's a girl coming in here tomorrow and I'll introduce you to her, I don't want her to win. Yeah. Like, you know, don't help yeah. her. Yeah. Feel, you know, more that, like saying, I, I try and make it look you. like you are helping, but don't. That roulette scene yeah. with the, the younger couple. I'm yep. like, again, yeah. you're so cool. The husband. You're so cool, Rick. He just like leans in. He's like, 22. But I mean, okay, I, I want to ask, Leave I want to ask you, 1940, <laughs> oh what's, what year is this set? Is this set in 42? No. Yeah. Can't remember what year it's set. Let's say, okay, 42, right? 1942. Let's all put our mechanical minds together for a second. That's not going to How do you create, <laughs> how do you create a roulette table that you can control? Magnets. Mag- you know, magnets? intermittently. Yeah, I was going to say magnets. But were electromagnets a thing back then? Of course they were. Were we using electromagnets? The, the ancient they? Egyptians had magnets. 
Yeah, but so, electromagnets yeah, had batteries. But do they have electromagnets in Casablanca? Like, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. They're I, pretty close to Egypt, so, you know, it's just next door. They're harnessing the alien power of the pyramids. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like, oh, that's, that's crazy. I watched a great doco the How other day times? saying that the pyramids are oh. actually massive batteries. It made so much sense. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty common, I think. But yeah, we're not going to really get good. that. Yeah, um, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> is, Peter, is Peter Law, was he the one that was that w- was set up with the arrest early on? Yeah. Is yeah, he the one that talks funny, that has that really famous voice? Yeah. Is that him? Yeah. Great. Awesome voice. For Rick. Ha- yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> How... How on earth did he not put a bullet in someone when he starts firing back into the room? Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, he just gets like, to the bang, bang, bang. Oh, yeah. And then as a testament to Rick, he's just like, all right, everyone, calm down. Oh, to your oh you're so cool, <laughs> Rick. No one cares. Someone's bleeding out in the corner. He's like, relax, everyone. Enjoy your drinks. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But that happens a couple of times. Like, even when the cops shoot that guy at the start, he's obviously a, a resistance fighter, and the cops shoot him in the back as, as he's running away. Everyone's kind of like, oh, and then it's kind of like, over, no one I cares love, anymore. It's I like, love the clutch of my body deaths <laughs> from this era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, oh, I just, every death, I'm just like, oh, that's good. That's some good acting right there. Just, oh, you know when I was, so when dramatic. I was young, when I was young, I used to pretend, I used to run through my living room. This is a, as a kid, maybe as a teenager and a young adult. I guess, <laughs> it was yesterday. I used to run through my, used to, I'm planning to do it after this. Room. Yeah, I'd run through my living room and pretend to get shot because my, my dream was to be a James Bond henchman who got shot. Because <laughs> I always thought, I always thought that I was really good at it. I was like, man, I can like get shot so well. Like, I think I did it in drama when I, when I used to do drama outside of school and things like that. And I think I used to do it really well i was like ah i just need a part in a james bond film where i get shot and i'll just impress everyone with my death i can imagine uh you going up to the drama teacher at the start of class slipping her a fiver and just go and kill me shoot me shoot me (laughs) i won't regret it trust me it's worth it it'll be worth it Um, totally so the name of the bar was the american was it the american i think so yeah yeah is there it was Rick's. A James Bond film yeah, or something where they go to Morocco and go to the American as well? Like one of the more recent oh, I hope Bond so. films? I hope so. That um, would be cool. The one... Uh, God, I can't remember the name of a lot of the new ones. The one with the... It's the French girl that plays the bad girl in one of the... Um, oh, like Die Another uh, Day or... Yeah, my, Tomorrow. I don't know. Tomorrow there's, or, or there's also that um, I think it could all, I might be getting mixed up with what's that Matt Damon film where he's the CIA agent and he ends up that he Bourne. actually ends up killing his son the, the Bourne? Jason Bourne no not a Bourne oh. film The Great no, Wall no <laughs> <laughs> it's a war film and his, his son's mar- married to this um, Moroccan girl and he he gets her thrown out of a helicopter and he ends up that his son's actually been this leaked a big secret to down. Something. It's Matt Damon's the main character in it. Is it I think they end up going to the. No. <laughs> <laughs> Must be. Appar- apparently, that's like a really quiet, serious film. The I've quiet American, it, or it's... something like that. I think it's called. Or don't watch Downsizing. Don't that one. Just don't watch it. Oh, I enjoyed it. it. Dude, yeah, it's like eighty percent of the film is them at normal size. You never know they're tiny. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, <laughs> it's stupid. I thought it, I thought it took a darker turn than I'd expected. It, I I'm did. Like, oh, this yeah, is interesting. This is more interesting than I expected. I thought it was just going to be a fun like, hey, we're tiny. Well, hey, look but how big wasn't. this donut is. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, Interesting. Speaking anyway. of, uh, we mentioned comedy, little little bits of comedy. The one bit I loved was the two old biddies that were finally getting their plane oh, yeah. flight to America, and um, they're like, oh. "Oh, we're only going to speak in English now because you know that's you know we're going to set ourselves up." And yep. he asked her the time, yep. and he's like, "What watch? What watch?" And she's like, "Watch 10. <laughs> and he's like, "Ten." <laughs> ten and you can, and ten Louis watch. is that's it. And Louis is like, "Yeah, you're all over <laughs> this. Like, you guys are going to be fine. You're fine." all that <laughs> no, I the other the other good piece of comedy what, what? Like character comedy comes comes from the the italian and the french guy like arguing at each other oh you know, like yeah start, yeah when um yeah. They're like, like, oh, i'll be lucky to get a word in yeah when strauss arrives and then the italian the italian cops like oh you know italian, italian welcomes you and then the french guy's like ah oh, you shut up like they're getting <laughs> each other like the whole time i freaking love it and they even go to the bar together and they're still arguing yeah yeah <laughs> i think um i could probably speak for Jules and Brad as well with this that when we got to the airport scene the, the you know the airport scene's going to come eventually mm. and when it does come and it's misty as shit like yeah. you just can't see anything oh, yeah. and because it's just a oh. sound stage and then Rick's little yeah. speech in there I, I don't I can't I didn't write any of it down or anything and then oh, you gotta get on that plane now sir yeah you gotta maybe not today maybe not, maybe today, not tomorrow maybe not tomorrow yeah <laughs> someday you gotta bang bada boom you know what I'm saying <laughs> but then like the, uh, after it's we'll all done will always have Paracene or is another or will always have Paracene is uh, that's earlier is uh, yeah much earlier yeah anyway but I think continue. yeah it's like the romance in the language that they use not just the physical romance is what makes it so good I know that sounds corny but yeah and then it's, it's 100%. It's funny it's though. Like, Sorry, Tim. No, it's all right. I'll, you go because I'll my bit's it. No, I'm just like, um, it's funny because it is all like very corny. And I feel like I've been talking a lot about cliches on this podcast. And we seem to be watching <laughs> films where it works because this is this set, this set a bunch of like. I don't know things in place. This is this, this is, formed some of the cliches. Yeah, that's right. And I'm just like, yeah. like I was so swept up in this romance, and I was trying to like watch it, trying to pick it apart, and just be like, oh, what, what is, what actually is this relationship? But I was so swept up in the relationship and how romantic yeah. it was that I was like, oh, like Rick and oh Elsa and <laughs> well, because I, I, but I knew that like the whole time when she's not. Like she hasn't told him why she didn't leave with him from Paris, and you, you, I'm sitting there racking my brain about like what could it be? Like it's going to be something pretty full on, and sure yeah. enough, you know, like you hear that she's been, you hear she's been married to Victor the whole time. You're like, oh, hang on, what's Ooh. going on there? But then you hear about the concentration camp. You're like, whoa, far out. Like that's full on. Like that's and also yeah, she, she wasn't did think so he was dead. Anything. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. She yeah. did. So think that's the whole dead. point. Like you go from not knowing why to knowing a little bit of why and kind of judging her for it to a degree. Like you're like, hang on a minute, were mm. you being, you know, why were you doing this behind your husband's back? To then hearing the other part about the tragedy yeah. of the and she didn't find out that he wasn't thought. dead until basically just it was before the morning of. It was like that morning of. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was just. And you got to give respect to um, you got to give respect to Victor as well because he's like you know even though he queries he's like you know is there anything you want to tell me like you know you were lonely in Paris, and he, like he he even says to Rick he's like you know we're we're two men in love with the same woman, and it's like they both just have this respect for each other. They're like, look, this is the shit that went down. This is what happened, but you know what like. 
They, be, they both just like, want her. To, they cool. want her protection. They I, both want I, her. To yeah, and out, you know? that's yeah. what I. That's another thing I really dig about this film is Victor Laszlo is at no point the bad guy. Like for, never, you know, like never. And and there's no, there's no anger or anything between Rick and Victor. It's a very like genuine relationship still. Like it's really nice. It's it's really nice to you not know be why, like you know you why, stole though, because. Yeah, because they're not treating her like a prize to be won. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's the that's the difference that we see everywhere else. Yep. You know, like it's 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 refreshing, even though this is from the forties. Yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah. To see that. Which is awesome. It breaks down a lot of those those nasty roles, actually. Like, you know, initially when you when you see Sam and you're kind of like, oh, you know, like are they going to be some awkward scenes because you've got this black guy, you know, in, you know, kind of, he kind of seems like he's, you know, it's that cliche kind of role for him. But then Rick's like, I don't believe that any man should be owned. You know, like he's a free man. You're like, and you just, you're just like, that's awesome. Like I'm on board with that. Like for, for a movie of this era, for them just to be like, no, I don't believe that any man should be owned by anyone else and blah, blah, blah. And then Ferrari's like, well, that's Casablanca's biggest trade. You're like, oh, okay, that's kind of grim. Mm. But it just really, you know, put it in its place, so to speak. I think what he meant by Casablanca's biggest trade is it's just that at the moment they're, they're, they're basically, their freight is people. They're getting people out into Oh, yeah, getting them out Lisbon. of So that's, yeah. that's what I think more what he was talking about versus the slave industry. Yeah, no, good mm. point. Yeah, no, very good point. That's, um, and that's it. And I just, I had a whole lot of respect for the movie uh, just to, to do that, you know, and, and yeah. It, it was, some, uh, it was a movie that was definitely, as far as, yeah, like social stature and social point goes, it was very much ahead of its time. Well, put it this way, they still don't make yeah. films like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, valid. If anything, we look at any other Fast and the Furious stuff, and it's you know we've gone ten steps backwards. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I think more than ten steps. Judging, uh, uh, I'd I'd like to note on the record that this is the second appearance in the San Dimas School of Film canon for the song "It Had to Be You." Uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll pause a moment while everyone has a think about it. Oh man! Oh yeah, brain. League of Their Own. <laughs> League of Their Own. Well done to me. Ah, <laughs> well done. Okay, another war film. Yeah, another right. war film. Yeah, clearly a hit at <laughs> the yeah. time. I literally started seeing it in my head when you said it. Yeah. I had her you're voice in it, my head. You're seeing it like Marla. You. Get that to be you. Woo 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 woo. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I remember it now. Yeah. Oh, it, look, it's that. probably been in other bits too, but I'm sure. I'm sure. So we never, we never really find out what Rick did. Like, so Rick's not allowed back to the United States, but we do get a bit of an insight into his past. Obviously, he was doing a bit of gun running for the Spanish, and, and you know, a few other various things. But we never really find out why he's not allowed back in the states. What do you reckon he did? Parking fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Didn't pay his parking. He's points. like Kramer. He's got like thousands of dollars of parking infringements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out because I mean, like, I'm like, is this guy? Yes, he's. You know, he you know, he also gets swept up in this you know, whirlwind romance, and you know, they, he helps him at the end. But I'm like, he might actually be a real crook. Um, yeah, like, yeah. You know, he's sure a gun he is, runner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's super. Dodgy dude. You know, like, so who is he running so guns to though? Dude, remember. he's a club owner. Of course, he's into dodgy stuff. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think he was running guns to the Spanish during some kind of the Spanish. Civil, the Spanish Civil War uh, was in the thirties. So 
Okay. It may, so maybe it was, yeah, maybe something like that. The, you know, the, uh, I can't, the uprise of Franco. The, what's that? That's between the, uh, what do they call them? Oh, jeez, I can't remember now. Catalonians? No, 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 no. The Spanish no, Civil War nice. was the, okay. so they had a dictator that came into power called Franco. And it was, ah, it was okay, yeah, right. the battle against Franco. Yeah. Can I interject? He was in power for a long that, time. Um, yeah. As much look, as much grief as we give you, Brad, about you being our historian, you do know the most about history. <laughs> oh, mate. That's uh, why we gave you the segment. That's correct. So I just want to just acknowledge that to you. There. I did. Uh, one of my majors Absolutely. at uh, uni was World War One, World War Two history. So you know, I'm not fair of, of shit about the war. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, right. Um, well, I, there there are a couple of bits I really loved. One of them was uh, there was a, there was like an altercation. You know, the altercation in the bar. And at one point, one dude walks up and he's like, oh, I'll make it my business. And then slaps him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. They <laughs> don't do it like that these days. Yeah, yeah. Normally it's king hitting from Yeah, behind, that's right. You know? Coward yeah, hitting. It's called yeah. a coward's punch yeah. now. Coward hitting. Yeah. Coward yeah. punch. Yeah. Coward, yeah. Coward's um, or just, just even a glassing. Good old-fashioned yeah, glassing. good old-fashioned oh. Glasgow kiss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, man. Glasgow kiss is a headbutt, isn't it? Oh yeah. oh yeah, you're right. The glassing we dubbed the Darwin Wink. Oh, there you go. What have you guys been anyway. up to? You guys, Brad and Al. Oh, God, I you told you, man. I told you when <laughs> when Meryl Streep sits down to read that script <laughs> to play Brad, it's it's going to be a real eye opener. Yeah. Um, my oh, favourite shot in the whole film was was closer towards the end, and Ingrid. They're up in. They're up in. Um, uh, Rick's office, and and Elsa sheds a tear that is so majestically lit. Yep, I know the it scene. It's beautiful, just breathtaking, and the and the uh, light catches this tear as it rolls down her face, and I was just mm. like, doe-eyed, flawed, at at a mm. bunch of things, yeah. like at the cinematography, at Ingrid Bergman, like at this whole thing. like it was such a. Uh, yeah, they ticked. They ticked a lot of boxes. That just made that scene. Yeah. It's an epic scene, Man. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And they just nail it with so many. There are so many shots in this movie that you you could spend a lot of time. I could do an entire podcast just talking about the camera work and the lighting and, and, and the shots that they have. The one the one that got me was the uh, the note in the rain. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. And it's you know yeah. you get like that five seconds to read it before it washes away. And like for me, I wasn't like this is not just a note washing away the rain this is representing the heartache and the, and the tears yeah. like it just it meant so much yeah. to me they do also the, the, the cinematography they do one of those scenes there's one shot in there where it's, it must have been where they were first really getting that right of the the zooming in and pulling back at the same time or the other way around there's one scene where they do that oh, yeah. and I'm like I had to really? stop and right. I'm like oh wow yeah it's sort of it's near the start of the film yeah. Um, no, it's in when they're in Paris. Sorry, they do a scene on them where it's like, yeah, where they stay in the picture, so they're obviously zooming in on them, but pulling back the camera or something. We talked about this when we did um, Falling Down, and Jaws and things like that. Yeah, there's a great scene yeah. in Falling Down where they zoom in on him in the car, and it's that that scene. Yeah. But they they actually do one of those scenes. I don't know whether they did it on yeah, purpose, right. but it worked, and it was just and I, they just did it once. It was very quick and sort of obviously you know they wouldn't have had the same. Ability to do it like they did much later on, but there it was, was still really cool. There was one shot, and I noticed it was very, very clever. And I only watched it on my second viewing because I made sure I watched this twice. And it's nice. when just after Rick write, there's a scene where he writes a check. Uh, and he puts, I can't remember what okay, the Rick. For, but he writes his okay, check. Okay, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what he does. All right. So obviously, damn, you're they cool. had to use. 
Yeah, they obviously had to use two different lenses for this shot, but it's one shot. And what they did is he writes the check. So they had this close-up of the check. He writes it out and then he hands the check away. And what he does is he puts his finger on a chess piece and it's like a bishop that's been removed from the, from the board. And so he puts his finger on it. And I didn't notice it the first time, but the second time I, I saw it, there was the slightest little flicker in the shot. And I was like, oh, was that a, a change? And then, so I, I rewound it. And yeah, there's there's actually a cut there. So when he puts his finger on the bishop, oh, now obviously wow. they needed to be able to hand the check away. He needed to put his hands somewhere that there's they could then point. splice it together. There's a cut point, and then and then they continue the shot because then it shot pulls out to a wider shot of him sitting there. So they obviously had to two, they had to use two different lenses oh, to get these crazy. two shots. Nice. So yeah, so, so the I was magic like, of know, cinema order, and also the movies, dudes. Yeah, these guys oh, had to go no, through right? back then. That they, you know, that's now just, yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously, to make that smooth transition, you know, if he just left, if he'd handed the check away and left his hand in the air, and then tried to replicate that position of his hand, it wouldn't have worked mm. because you would see the cut, you would see the jump. Whereas they, he put his index finger on this chess piece, and there's just the slightest of cuts. And I was like, oh, I was like, ah, oh, that's really nice. I like what they did because I didn't understand why he put his finger on the piece, and I was. It was just, yeah, it was fascinating. It's, yeah, it's the, the magic that you, you don't know normally think about because I actually these thought, days we have... Um, you, that when you pointed out the chess piece pit, mm. it was so interesting that that was an actual scene. Like, I remember that scene because it was sort of, mm. like, interesting. But now I, now I see where you've come from from your angle. It's like, well, it makes complete sense. Like, it had really yeah, nothing to do with like, anything in, the, in, that, in that movie, like, as far as the scene went. But that point, they needed something to focus on and then to cut and go back. Perfect. But I, yes. I do remember that scene because it was like, I didn't think about it until then, but now I think about it. It's like, yeah, well, why would he, why would they have filmed him touching the well, chess that's, piece? That's why I noticed it is like, I'm like, why is he touching the chess piece? And then all of a sudden I just saw that little flicker and I was like, ah, they had to switch lenses. Cause like the old cameras, you see, they've got like five lenses or something, mm-hmm. five or six lenses. They'd have to rotate through whereas lenses today, you know, we, whilst you can swap a lens out on a camera, you know, they have such an incredible zoom range that you can get away with so much more. And so, I suppose back then it would have um, just been a, a shortcut too. So stay there, you know, click. All right, let's yep, go. Keep keep your finger mm. on the piece. Yep, let's yep. Ro- rotate the. I, I think they rotate. That's how the old ones work. Probably. I, I'm not too sure, but yeah, it's it just really fascinating. I was just like, oh, that's really clever. Uh, all the tricks, so, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, good stuff. You know what, that fellas? Up too. I believe I believe we are kicking on in time. It is a thing. Very well. It's happening. In that case, <laughs> it's time to move on to everything has a shared universe, which is our favorite segment now. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got something I don't know does anybody else have anything I've got something but it's uh, and I've written it down so it's a bit of a stretch yeah I got one but it stretch it. do you want to go f- you go first no no you okay, go first sure. and then I'll and then I'll do mine because mine's pretty loose okay right? so uh, with the inclusion of the third film now uh, mine was pretty straightforward uh-huh. it was that the daughters come back and in time get and Sammy. get Sam for the yeah. for the band Ah, yeah. Oh, that would have been... That's far simpler. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 Jules. <laughs> By all means. <laughs> okay. Okay. So mine... My, okay. All right. Oh, let, me, let me just read it as I read it. Sorry. Well, here we go. <laughs> Victor Laszlo looks a lot like Ted's dad. <laughs> so my theory... My no, theory doesn't. is that after Victor... He does a little sorry, bit. Sorry, sorry. I'll roll with it for this. Just yeah, a nut... Yeah. Yeah, roll with it. You, like I said, it's a reach, you know. <laughs> so li- after Victor and uh, I- Ilse, Ilsa, Ilsa, oh my god, my brain just fried itself. 
Ilsa, thank you. Oh, and that's another thing, actually, Frozen. just going back to what we were saying about, about um, oh, Steven Elsa. Spielberg and his thing is in, in at Indiana Jones 3, there's Elsa, so but she's a Nazi, so Ilsa, Elsa, plus all the common things, connection, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so after Victor and Ilsa escape Casablanca and they arrive in America as refugees, they ditch the name Laszlo and they switch to the name Logan. <laughs> the Logan family is continuing to proudly Ooh. fight against fascism and tyranny and makes good friends with the Oates family. The Oates, uh, husband and wife, have a son who will ultimately climb to the ranks to become Colonel Oates of the Oates Military Academy. Oates, uh, Colonel Oates and Chief Logan continue their friendship to this day. Ultimately, the Oates Military Academy helped guide Ted's dad all the way to becoming Chief Logan. Yeah, that's all right. It's hey, a, so hang on. It's a stretch. Are you saying yeah, Victor Laszlo is... Ted's dad or the Ted's no, dad's father? No, no, he's Ted's an ancestor. Ted's, yeah. So Ted's grandfather. Right, yeah, okay. sorry. It, it, you know, you've got <laughs> Victor Logan after he changed his name from Lazo. Oh. Lazo. Although Ilsa doesn't have the name uh, Lazlo. Uh, Lazlo at the end. I can't remember what her surname is, but it's not. But anyway, they, so they basically become the Logans, and then they have Ted's dad, and you know Ilsa and, and uh, Victor become friends with Colonel Oates's parents, and like you know, uh, it's a stretch. Like that's all I could come up oh, with. I, I mean, you, so. I mean, you. Don't even need to put it's a Colonel Oates in there, really. You can just say ah, this is also you true. can just say that Victor Laszlo moved, got to the states, changed his name to Logan. Yeah, like we don't really need to know that the Logans and Oates are having barbecues together. It's we irrelevant. just need to know that they exist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not I bad thought, though. I, I, I like that. To extend it though, so not bad. Look, if last time, last episode, we extended through another film. So yeah, look, as far as <laughs> as far as long bows go, I like that one. I think that's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. as long. That's one of your better long bows. It's not yeah. the longest bow we've drawn <laughs> yeah. in this segment, <laughs> which is no. which is funny in itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. All right. Well, all right. Uh, speaking of pages of writing, do we have? Uh, does Dad know about the <laughs> San Dimas scale? And thus, he was has he navigated. He through was it? briefed yeah. yesterday on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no. Uh, yeah. Look, I'll, he's written some stuff. I'll. I might paraphrase a little bit, but uh, you know, you definitely get the gist. Uh, he talks about the film was produced as a not-too-subtle propaganda film to show the negative impact of the German occupation of Northern Africa at the time. Uh, the themes are relatively simple, and the production and direction are typical of the time. No sophisticated camera techniques, as we're familiar with today, although Jules, perhaps... You know, That's not very sophisticated, though. That was very simple. Yeah. And very, yeah. It was effective, not yeah. sophisticated. True, true. It's probably very common. We just never noticed. Yeah, it. But, the, but the soft look of the film creates the perfect setting for the movie's themes. Which I thought, yeah, it's it's a very soft. It's beautifully soft. No, it is. You know, yeah. it's mm. nice. Um, the romantic side of the plot is, in my mind, amazingly moving. <clears throat> Ingrid Bergman's natural beauty shines through the form, uh, and forms a contrast with Bogart's rather gruff but sensitive persona. Um, I rate this movie as the best movie ever made. Being a big fan of Humphrey Bogart is a strong influence in that opinion. Interestingly, other great Bogart films, such as The Maltese Falcon, Key Largo, and The African Queen. Man, if you haven't seen The African Queen, get on that. It's really good. He's been wanting us oh, to I've watch The Maltese Falcon forever. Yeah, Maltese Falcon's good too. Maltese Falcon's pretty good. Sam, it's a good Sam film. Sam Spade, yep. Private Eye. 
Um, Maltese Falcon. Is that anything like a Ford Falcon? <laughs> just, just from Malta. Sorry. Thanks for bringing. Thanks. The sophistication level has come back down. You just other. dropped so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I apologize. I apologize. Uh, and rated on the benchmark of the San Dimas scale, I have to give this score. Well, that's interesting. He gives it 100%. I suggest that he may give it more than 100%, actually. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I, look, I 100% appreciate that he likes Bill and Ted and I that doesn't surprise me um, but yeah I would say that if he's considering this the best film ever made then that that naturally puts it yeah. above so so Ted. maybe we'll, we'll rate it 101% for it for <laughs> oh, okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect that's great um, that, was, that was really awesome. nice yeah good he didn't say that Bill and Ted's wasn't the second greatest film ever made, though. So we let's I don't just think assume that. To, well, that's an assumption, yeah. Brad. No, yeah, exactly. It, right. yeah. Yeah, it could yeah. be. It without saying. Hey, he could. He, he could have just been an equal first. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim, you want to uh, go next? Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll go next. Um, yeah, I think what a lot of things Dad said there were spot on. I reckon. I, um, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I really thought the romance was... I actually was expecting the romance to not be as good as it ended up being. I I was going into it thinking it's going to be a bit just kind of roll your eyes, standard kind of Hollywood past Mm. type romance. Um, But there was a lot of depth to it, I thought, with this. Uh, So I was actually really surprised and and happy with that. um, And yeah, being a... A heavily dialogue-driven film. I'm always impressed of how well they can pull these out and keep you engaged and keep you keep you going the whole time without throwing stuff at you to say, "Hey, here's, get your attention back. Here's an explosion. Here's this. Here's a gunfight. Here's a chase. Whatever." Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I definitely will watch it again at some point. Um, I like the one minute and forty, a uh, one hour and forty minute time frame. I think that's nice. Mm. Which is it's also very rare long. of a film in its time. Movies were usually quite long back then, yeah. especially to a film of, of this stature. This this could have been a longer film, but didn't need to be. Mm. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm seeing in between 50 and 100. I'm probably around the 70 mark, I reckon, just because it is still a first watch. I did really appreciate it, did really love it, but um, I'd yeah. probably need to go back into it a bit further to pick up a lot of the other nuances that were discussed today that I didn't pick up with this viewing. So about 70, mm. I reckon. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm happy to go next. I'll um, same with you, Timmy. I completely agree. I coming into this, I was really concerned. I think Brad, you mentioned it last week that you were worried about that it had been so hyped up mm-hmm. as such an amazing film that you thought it might not be so good. Yep. So I kind of did come in with that mentality a little bit. And you know, once the romance stuff kind of started, I was I was definitely heading to vomit town. Uh, I was going to be like, this is just going to be that that over the top cliche, but it wasn't. And yeah, completely respected it for it. And the ending where, like, you know, you know, he doesn't get the girl. I like, I had mad respect for that. You know, like it was just about the main character going through. He actively awesome doesn't get the girl and, too. Not, it's yes, not as if it's like, a it's, because yeah, as Tim said, she's not a prize. He actively says, "No, yeah. this is not right." You know, you go with him. He learns. You know, this, this character learns yeah. so much through the film, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's so good. So, um, God, I, you know, I think. I've watched it twice. I'll definitely watch it again. I, I'm loving these old films. Like when we did The Third Man, I was definitely on board with that. I like, I'm really enjoying a lot of these old films. Uh, and I'll probably, I'd probably give this 83, to be honest. I've really enjoyed this film. 
Nice. Oh, and another Spielberg thing is that the, the <laughs> aircraft that they fly on is the same one that's used in the Temple of Doom. Same kind I of aircraft. I bet it is. With um, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Dan, Dan Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's mm. the guy at the airport. Is he? Seriously? Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. But Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Yeah, I think it's Doom. It's is not he racist, really? But... He, he's got like two lines. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, a couple it's a, of lines. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's very okay. small. Sure. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, they're, anyway, they're all set around the same time. Aircraft, oh, no, yeah. isn't Temple of Doom supposed to be set before Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Is it? Uh, Al, do you want um, me to go? Yeah, no, I'll go. Um, okay. I, I've seen this before. I own this film, which my 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 collection of, of physical media is dwindling by the day, um, but this is still oh. in it. Uh and it's great, and I I don't watch it very often, but when I do, I sort of fall in love with it again. I'm you know I'm sort of grumpy that I haven't watched it three times, you know, in the month. Um, yeah, I just like continually get surprised by how much I love this film, and yeah, so it's it's a hundred percent for me because I'm like bang on on with it. Um, I thought it was really interesting having watched the Third Man recently, which was forty nine and like post war uh, Europe. You know, it was it was interesting to you know. I think we even mentioned Casablanca at the time um, of being my only other sort of you know really uh, contemporary set yeah, war yeah. film, yeah, um, not a glorification war film. Yeah, that's right. And it's just it's it's great. And like you said, Jules, there's like there's car chases, well, there's there's chases and there's shootouts. You know, there's a lot. There's this sweeping romance. Like, there's so much in this film to make it so wonderfully well-rounded and yeah it's 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 great there's comedy there's drama mm. you know it's 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 great it's bloody great 100 percent. it's bloody great 100 percent. nice <laughs> cool yeah sure it's um, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um as i said last time I, i'm sometimes i get a bit worried when you get a film that has such a high stature and obviously a little bit of a following as this film and I thought oh, is it going to hold up is it going to be this and that but now that I've watched it this film deserves everything that anyone's ever said about it as far as I'm concerned it is as good if not better than what I actually expected it to be and I, I thought yeah. it, I was expecting it to be way more of a, a classic Hollywood love story I didn't think it was going to be as dark and dirty and a, a sort of a really sort of accurate to the cause of, of what the movie was like the the background of what the movie was set on I thought they touched on a whole heap of really really important um, historical points of the time and, and, and especially the Laszlo character of, you know, they really sort of pointed out that there was, you know, so many of these resistance fighters gave their lives to, to stop this, the Nazi oppression and so forth. So yeah. this movie held up. I totally would have been a resistance yeah, fighter. It, it, it deserves every single credit that it ever got. <laughs> it's like from, you know, it, de- it deserves its Oscar win. It deserves everything it's got. I'm, I'm now that I've seen it, I can't, as I said, I can't believe I hadn't seen it for a film of this stature. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I am definitely Woo! going to watch it again, and I'm actually going to give it. I'm going to give it a 120. Oh yeah, nice. Oh yeah. And look, that's, this was a good that's, film. That's pretty hot that's for a film. first watch. Like that's yeah, that's super exciting. Mm. Yeah, it, it, and as and you said, Tim, they awesome. kept you going from the start to the finish. There wasn't any dull points. It wasn't. It was so dialogue intense, but it was all interesting dialogue. The mm. characters, even the small, the side characters, were interesting and critical to the film. Um, it was just great, like, and that's the whole line out of adaptation of the best, you know, the best script ever written. It's pretty, probably, possibly, yeah, it's like it's up there. You know, yeah, it's I get it. Be up there. It's up there. 
yeah, I get it. I'd like fair comment. I'm up for argument, but okay, it's got some, it's got some, you know, some fuel behind it. Um, loved it. it I good. don't know, man. Faster than the Furious Six, man. Like, mm, come on. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll stick to my score. I'm pretty happy with that. I will definitely watch this again. That's, that's awesome. Maybe even tonight. Yeah, it's it's been so long since any of us have actually. Um, it's it's been so long since any of us have actually watched. Um, Sorry, any of us have rated a movie over 100%. Like, aside from yeah, listener, I was thinking that. Because when I, yep. None of us have... We've all been under for a long, long time. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, um, Brad, you've kind of... You've broken the, the, the down... The downward trajectory streak, I guess. Yep. Not nah, great film. So. Great film. Nice. Nice. All right, who's selecting? Well, I think it's what, Brad's turn? Oh, God. Well, on, Brad's before turn. we go on with that, Al, do you want to just let people know oh, how they can find us? I'd love to, Tim. So, right. <laughs> if you listen to podcasts, you're going to know that you can get us on most of the podcast platforms, on all your general podcatchers. Uh, so, download us, have a listen. You know what? Just download us, even if you don't listen. Just give us the numbers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can uh, email us at sandemusfilm at gmail.com for all your listener suggestions. We love listener suggestions. We've been chewing through them recently, so we'd love to build up the yes. bank a bit more. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram by searching Sandemus School of Film, and you can do the same on Twitter. I think we're at SDFS Pod from memory. Um, yeah. Twitter is killing. Yeah. Get get onto it. You may see us down at the. Uh, I'm I'm busting to get now that things are opening up again. I'm busting to get down to the Sun Theatre. Bill and Ted mm-hmm. Three is screening there, um, so I'm very excited. And I think next episode we'll be allowed back in the booth. Ooh. Ooh. I can't wait. So that's gonna be exciting. That'll save me the several hours of editing. Yes. <laughs> Yes, of which we are no, very I grateful. I love it. It's, yep, it's well certainly not a chore. I certainly love to do it. I will no longer sound like I'm in an echo chamber. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Nice. My choice. Um, oh, my God. I'm so excited. Are you going to reset the stupid? No, 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 definitely not. Uh, so I, I recently watched Creed 1 and 2, but I was going to do a double and do them. Um, but I think we can save that for another time. So I've got a few, but this is one that I've had sort of wanting to do for a while. And I don't think we've touched this um, format before. So going oh back God. to mid eighties, um, I'm not <laughs> sure of the year. Look, it might be, it might be, I haven't checked. Um, we're going to a little bit of magic in another dimension. Hmm. We are going to touch on a little bit of Jim Henson. Yes! <gasps> we are doing the Dark Crystal. Oh! Wow. Oh, I thought it's about time Man, we did that because that's been on my list for a long a time. And it's like, and I t- I, it was really funny. I went out for lunch with some friends today and there was this girl there I kept looking at and she was really interesting to look at. And I said, what, Jace, what do you find interesting about this girl? And he's gone, she looks like a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, yes, that is it. So, so that, that was, was my choice. That churned my choices today is that I actually saw a girlfriend in the wild today. So she was, a, she was a very good looking girlfriend, I can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> early 80s. 82. There you go. Yeah, oh, early 80s. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been Man, on my list for a long time. I have not seen this in, since I was a kid. I saw it as a little kid. I feel like I had this on a cassette tape. Possibly. And you would play the cassette tape while reading yeah, the book. Yeah, and it's when you need to turn amazing. the page. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was one of those ones. I'm gonna get. Busy I don't know whether it's like this might be a film I sit down with my uh, soon-to-be four-year-old. I don't know if it's Whoa. time. Maybe it's a bit scary for him. It's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been doing some research into uh, doing a Gotham cosplay, just for insanity's okay. sake. One of those big crab monster mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I'm. Well, I think we're gonna have. We're going to have a lot to talk about on this, and not just the film, but the special effects and the costumes and the puppets oh, and everything. We might need to have a double episode. Strap on yourself in. We could probably yeah, talk for Yeah, yeah, I'm going in yeah, deep on this one. On this. Yeah. yeah, good, good. That's why I've, I know myself. I've been holding on to it for a while, but I think it's time. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Oh, Fantastic. I'm so excited. Woo. And All don't right. worry, Jules, I do have a reset the stupid film. But that's that's in the, it's in back in the, it's back in the box for now. Thank God. <laughs> All right. I got I got one too. Actually, I got one. Now, too, can we just? Yeah, I'll save it. Let's just have one sprinkled in every now and again. Let's not get too crazy. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, guys, you've got to let it I'll build up great. before you reset it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm you feeling can't, though, you can't we're, reset we're zero to zero. <laughs> yeah. Jules and I probably got the same film though. That's probably the thing. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I got some shockers. Oh, uh, and hey, we're also pushing uh, 100 episodes. So if you've got ideas Ooh. about what we should be doing for that, that's uh, triple digits. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was my best, Ian. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was a long right. time ago that they hit 100. Yeah. Well, they're they going to be almost every, on their thousand by they now. They do it every week. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. All right. Well, that'll about do us for today. Um, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, do what you do, say what you say. Bada bing, bada boom, as they say in the old <laughs> classics. Uh, but more importantly, be excellent to your ears and don't forget to potty on dudes. It's time for the <laughs> challenges. Oh, no, I, just, I just did it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right. Bye, bye, bye.